You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. How do you know that, Daniel? <laughs> Not on the furniture. No, I've never done that. <laughs> so, like, when you're over at my house, I'm thinking, like, yep, my balls are right there. <laughs> Your wife's sitting right where my balls were. <laughs> Not like that. Anyway, in case Hello, you didn't guys. notice, of course, if you're listening, you can only assume by what we said. But, of course, this week, as we travel, as we journey year by year through the 80s for our <laughs> celebration, Scientology seizure. Uh, <laughs> Of all things 80s, going year by year. Our 83rd episode, that brings us, of course, to the year 1983. August 5th, 1983, to be exact. A little movie called Risky Business comes out to theaters. But before I get on, before Daniel corrects me, too, just don't forget that I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Sanchez. And I'm producing. Producing. (laughs) I'm producing. Doing the producing, (laughs) as always, with his own little risky business. Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. Anyway. I actually was not thinking about it at all. Good, because I, I was like... I'm like I, really out of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with it. We're almost no, done. No, it's these pills, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit, you see them on man. YouTube at youtube.com. Look at us pop these pills right I'll Take one right now. Yeah. <laughs> see Got a week the ahead of time. fucking breath, yo. Anyway. Let me suck it a little bit so I can talk. That's what she said. That's what she said, yeah. <laughs> Uh, IMDb 6.8 As I mentioned last week I'm not talking to you Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> Mm-mm. 98% 71 audience The exact same rating as E.T. has on Rotten Tomatoes That's why you pick these movies uh, It's just a case of bizarre <laughs> serendipity uh, Budget was 6.2 million Open 4.2 Its domestic gross ended up 63.5 No worldwide gross info on this one So it made a it made 10 times its money back so a good investment by the studio and and all involved. It was directed by Paul Brickman. Uh, he only directed three films. This is one of them. None of the other ones were notable. But if you want to know one of the other ones at least, it was called Men Don't Leave. I don't know what they don't leave, but I don't know. But he did also write it. Uh, he wrote. He's written more than he's directed, obviously. Uh, the only thing of note that you might know that he did write was the film True Crime with uh, Clint Eastwood. I think it was a 90s movie. Uh, of course, starring and making a star out of its lead character, Tom Cruise, as Joel Goodson. Of course, uh, we all know Tom Cruise from this podcast on uh, Top Gun, Last Samurai, Collateral, Oblivion, you know, whatever. He's been in a shit ton of stuff. You, everybody knows who Tom Cruise is, uh, largely because of this movie and the, the single scene that we watched or listened to, if you're listening, of course, to the podcast at the beginning but also starring the still lovely Rebecca De Mornay, or as Wayne and Garth would say, De Hornay. <laughs> as, no, no, uh, my opinion on her? What? My opinion on her? She's too skinny. And she looks like she could kill me. Like, yeah. in my sleep. 
Well, uh, well, she was in such films as Hand That Rocks the Cradle, and <laughs> no, she was. They casted her well for that. Yeah, but uh, also she was a vil- uh, villain in uh, Disney's Three Musketeers. She was the Countess, or you never seen Disney's Three Musketeers uh-huh. with Kiefer Sutherland, nope. Tim Curry. Oh my God, Nineties Revisited. Mm-hmm. That the movie is so. Yeah, yeah. Aside from him, that movie is awesome. Mm. Love that movie. That notwithstanding, Rebecca DeHornay was Lana. Uh, and it took me a while before I recognized Joe Pantaleona <laughs> because A, he had hair, and B, he was pretty, like, skinny, skinny, skinny. skinny. Uh, he was Guido, Guido, Guido whatever. Guido. Uh, but, of course, most famous, he is Cypher from The Matrix, the bastard that killed half the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar, like, pulling them out while they were jacked into the Matrix, deleting their consciousness. But also, he was the terrible, backwards, beanie-cap-wearing the tech uh, newspaper reporter in the Ben Affleck smash Daredevil. Mm. But uh, also, he's an alumni of the podcast because he was one of the uh, Fratelli brothers in the Goonies. Yep. The one that didn't like to sing. The one that was worried about his, strange poetically enough, speaking of Joe Pantaleono, his uh, hairpiece. Uh, Richard Masseur was Rutherford. Of course, he's an alumni of the podcast as well, being in The Thing. And none other than Balky Bartakumus. <laughs> uh, Bronson Pinchot himself was Barry, of course, Pretty much the only other thing I could think that he was in was Perfect Strangers. He, uh, because of my kids, so he played in Step by Step towards the Oh, end. that's right. He was like... Uh, Jean-Luc. Yeah. And he was all... Wait, was he in Father of the Bride, like, two or something? No, that was Martin Short. Yeah, I know, but like... Uh-uh. Wait, no, his character was similar to that character. Wasn't yes, he like... Yeah, okay, that's close. what I'm thinking of then. It was yeah. close, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway... Risky business. Full disclaimer, this was the first time I've ever watched this movie from start to finish. Oh, wow. That's kind of weird. I've, I've never watched it, so it's, this is one of our... Yeah, like we're like on even ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody has seen the, the the iconic, the one iconic scene from this movie. But that, I, I think it's Saved by the Bell. Oh, oh <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to make that oh, joke before you. you. I was going to say, well, my joke was going to be, I like this plot better when it happened on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Of course, the iconic "Say by the Bell" episode where they all slide in with bro- you know Zach with broom with a broom, their uh, muscle shirts tucked into their jams, <laughs> dancing. Slater doing the split. The yeah. girls watching from afar, singing "Ba ba 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 baran," and then of course Tori Spelling knocks over Screech's mother's Elvis statue, shatters it into a gajillion pieces, <laughs> and thus the plot ensues for "Say by the Bell." Now, of course, they didn't start, you know. Hooking out, you know, uh, the lovely girls of Bayside. Although he kind of technically did in that episode where he put the phone numbers on it and everything. Yeah, and the calendar one. So, I mean, Zach was a pimp. He was the PG pimp. Mm -hmm. Not the R-rated pimp. But uh, after watching this movie, I don't think it's a bad movie. But if I'm going to watch a coming-of-age story from the 80s, you know, I'm going to watch The Breakfast Club. I will not watch this movie. Not not to get ahead of ourselves, but... I would agree with you. Um... It's kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, mm-hmm. the whole time I'm watching, like, there's nothing, like, fantastic about this movie. Yeah. The, I mean, the whole time, like you said, the whole time I'm thinking, like, God, it was so hilarious if, like, Screech average. came over and mm-hmm. uh, was doing all that. It's just, uh, although, I mean, that's really surprising. It's it's exceptionally well-received among critics. Mm. Uh, and I get that shot at Tom <laughs> But again, like, the, you know, the biggest thing about this movie is simply that dance scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I th- anytime I think of this movie, that's all I think about. It's been copied in many on numerous the times. Tosh point oh, you yeah. know the you know people copying it. I mean, it's if I, I think that's Alex Rodriguez. It's uh, yeah. 
this is, you know... Michael Phelps? As, you know, <laughs> obviously it shares the same Rotten Tomato rankings as E.T., but it also has one of the most iconic scenes in film along with E.T. You know, I would say... I it's mean, also... Ben never watched it. It shows boobs extremely quick. Yeah. I wonder... I wonder Right if off did, the bat. Yeah, I wonder if you did like a... Well, earliest the cinema has started to get to a boob shot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take long. And uh, I've never seen the uh, the un, not unrated, but the actual R-rated version of this movie in full until I watched it the other night for the podcast. Always, always seen bits and pieces of it. You know, never because I mean, again, obviously, it never caught my interest. But even I mean, every everybody has at least seen that scene, which is to me that's really odd because I mean, most people obviously based on the revenue. I've seen E.T., seen Jurassic Park, seen Star Wars, uh, Titanic, you know, they've, you've seen the iconic moments of, most people have seen the iconic, the films involving the iconic moments of film. But, you know, this is arguably one of the, you know, probably his most famous scene. Mm-hmm. When you think, when somebody says, name a Tom Cruise scene, this is pro- the first one that'll come to most people's mind. You know, maybe Top Gun after it, I would say maybe. Beyond that, it's, you know, whatever. Pick your poison uh, with his career. But this is the film that made him a star, pretty much. And also led to him becoming such a big star that he was recruited by the Church of Scientology, making him the Scientology Jesus. <laughs> but we all Is know. this when it happened? It was uh, around this time he was... I'm not sure if it was during shooting... No, actually, supposedly he did, he dated him and Re- Rebecca De Mornay dated around after this movie. Mm. And then after that, he got involved with Mimi Rogers, the old uh, agent from Austin Powers. Yeah. The uh, In the past, I forget what her... Miss, the original Miss Kensington. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley's mother, put it that way. Uh, she was married to Tom Cruise. Oh, she was also the mom in Lost in Space. That's the only thing I can... Oh, no, she was also the mom, I think, in Dumb and Dumber, the uh, second one. The, ter- the bad one. Oh, okay. Not the upcoming third one that hopefully will be awesome. Dumb and Dumber, or yeah, she was the mom or something like that in that. Uh, but he was married to her for a while and she had strong ties to like her dad. Like she's a second generation Scientologist even back then. Uh, but she, once her and Tom Cruise got married, she's the one that pretty much introduced him to Scientology and thus made him the figurehead of a religion. I'll use that term very loosely. Wow. Uh, and of course... They divorced and then he married, or they, I think they, yeah, I mean, they divorced and then I think after her was when he, that's when he got with Nicole Kidman. Mm. If he, they lasted for, you know, a pretty long time. And then, of course, uh, what was her name? Katie Holmes or Penelope Cruz and then whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know, his bizarre love life. But yeah, he should have stuck with Nicole. That's a gorgeous and talented woman. Yeah. But, uh, of course, around that time, too, uh, not to make this, you know, Scientology revisited, but L. Ron Hubbard was still alive. And there was a goal of them when they saw up-and-coming actors to recruit them by the church to then promote the church, you know, and the, the teachings. Sorry. Picture cat. Uh, of Scientology to bring them in to make, you know, try to, like kind of like what they did succeed in doing because, you know, you go down Hollywood Boulevard, right, you know, uh, a block from, removed from the Chinese theater is the giant, Cele- uh, Celebrity Center for Scientology. Mm. I mean, it's all over the place because they did succeed in that that mission. But yeah, uh, that's a whole other podcast in itself, but not an 80s revisited one about Scientology. Mm. But this was pre-Scientology, Tom Cruise, to answer your question, which I could have just said. 
you know, five minutes ago. <laughs> but I ain't got much to say about this movie, so that's good. It's a time filler. And his new movie looks really good, The Edge of Tomorrow. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it, but it's got a Jim from The Office's wife in it, too. But it looks pretty cool. It used to be, oh, right, right. Yeah. It uh, originally was called uh, All You Do Is Kill Emily or something. Blunt. Something like that. Yeah, but it looks it looks pretty cool. Uh, almost like a, not an Oblivion vibe, but it's got a Starship Troopers vibe. Hmm. Kind of, but in a, in a, in a aesthetic way, I should say. So it looks pretty good. So Daniel, uh, what'd you think of this film? I pretty much said it earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know that's it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple little funny moments, like with the car when it yeah. was going down. And I thought that was kind of funny, but, uh, it's funny seeing Balky smoke, smoke a joint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found that kind of, you're not used to that. The thing, and like mm-hmm. tell me, we talked about last week with ET, like all the kids in there smoking and drinking. Mm-hmm. What puzzled me in this movie was he's, you know, his parents go out of town. Typical yeah. scenario, you know, it's been done. Weird science is another one we ain't done on the podcast, but you know, similar situation. The parents are out of town. Oh, better have a party. Blah blah. Something's gonna get broken, and then you go to you know prostitution as a result to yeah, fix the, a, a Porsche and all this other the, shit. The Princeton guy. I mean, yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I forgot where I was going with it. Anyway, but uh, it, it was. Just, it was straight average. Like, yeah, it, there wasn't nothing like I was just hating. It, but I mean, I, I did. I, I this is gonna be a boring episode. <laughs> and honestly, when I was going through the year, I picked this one because, honestly, because of the scene. And I never seen the whole thing all the way through. Like, oh yeah, I mean, you know, I want to watch it from start to finish for the first time. Big mistake. <laughs> but uh. Obviously, I was because I was reading like Roger Ebert praised the film, and you know what? There, it's not a bad film, like yeah, you said. Yeah, it's yeah. just there's really nothing interesting about it. There's nothing aside from <laughs> that one scene that you know really matters. Roger Ebert gave it four stars, or has it not filled it in yet? Or am I looking at it at a bad angle? No, it's four. Four stars. Doesn't wow. he do it out of four? Yeah. yeah. So he liked it. And see, and oh, look, I did read, I did see this little thing. Uh, his one of his closing paragraph. This is a movie of new faces and inspired insights and genuine laughs. I think I laughed maybe like twice the whole yeah. movie. Like, I mean, I didn't find it funny. Like uh, uh, the, the little his little buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just Booger. Say, yeah, which I didn't mention earlier, yeah. but yeah, it's Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> he, you know, the first time he said the little line with, "You just gotta say fuck it." Yeah, that was all right, and then. Like I said, I laughed whenever uh, the car went to the dit- or to the river yeah. or whatever that was. But that's about it. But and, and that's <laughs> a really good point too, because and and I we both love like comedies, like uh, you know the one thing I can't like uh, this is like a, this is like a 1980s Judd Apatow film, mm-hmm. in a, a, a later Judd Apatow film to where you know he does some a couple of funny movies, but then it's you laugh for five minutes and then it's the serious thing. And wait, I thought this was a comedy. Uh, I did like we said. I didn't laugh that much, but it just seemed like this was way more drama, way way more drama than com- where I mean. But to, to me, it's like a missed opportunity for what could have been an iconic comedy all the way through. It starts off pretty strong with the the com- you know until it kind of gets into like oh my mother's speaking of that fucking egg. After all he goes through, that bitch notices a crack in it. Like she comes home, hi son, puts her bags down, walks immediately to her egg. Wait a second, this isn't my egg. What did you do, Joel? 
priorities. <laughs> After defending him to his father, like, oh, you know, go easy on him. You know, he was home alone. It's fine. He can have a little party. Blah blah blah. But the second there was a fucking crack in that egg, then the father or Joel couldn't even see. It was so yeah. tiny. This bitch flips out and like, she's like, you can't afford it. Good luck paying for it. And then storms up the steps. What a bitch. That was the only notable thing that I thought about this movie was the mother's react. The entire movie, she's like defending him against, uh, from the, the, the dad being like overbearing, like, don't take my car. Don't have a party. Don't have friends over. She's like, oh, you got a little people. You got some people over. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> And then that fucking little egg has a t- minuscule dent in it, or crack, whatever, and she flips out. It was like it was like a transformation, like scene. Like she goes from being sweet and then immediately just, yeah. But uh, I would have rather watched the Say by the episode three times because this was ninety minutes. I'd rather watch that mo- that same episode back to back to back. No, you'd have to watch it again too. Twenty two minute long. Yeah, sure. I'd watch it four times before <laughs> I watch this again. Uh, not to cut ahead to the podcast, but again, mm. if you like this movie, I mean, uh, again, we're not talking trash about it. It's just, it's just there's uh, nothing. if I want, you know, I, I'd rather, I'd rather watch Fast Times. I'd rather watch Breakfast Club. I'd rather watch Sixteen Candles. I'd rather watch Weird Science. There's so many other movies of this genre that are just so much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was because I went into it not, you know, with a false sense of what I remember the movie being, and then watching it to, uh, the other day and just like not not remembering and expecting it to. Uh, be such a such a fucking drama you know I was expecting to laugh like oh yeah you know just watch something to pr- Walking Dead so might as well watch something with some comedy in it oh this is not what I expected interesting note what do you think of the music <laughs> average uh, yeah I mean it was very repetitive like it was it was very synthesizers and all that kind of crap but it was done by Tangerine Dream who also did the score for Legend there, there was a lot of things I like in movies is sometimes when uh, the director for Rocky and Karate Kid, Avidson or John, yeah. where they have little, just little things that stand out to me. Like, one in this movie, he was backing up with the music playing and it stopped. Yeah. And the car died. And, and he, he started back. Just little things like that. That, like, if you watch uh, LaRusso, uh, you'll see Daniel, Daniel Sean doing stuff in the background. There's like, I noticed that a couple of times on this movie that were a little odd. Uh, he did something at school where he like, he tripped or, or I can't remember exactly what it was, but I like that. But <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's not, uh, Zemeckis does it too. Like if you watch a lot of Forrest Gump, there's always something going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Like in, when he, when they get to Vietnam, you could see these, uh, these guys in the back like starting up to figure out how to dance to it. Like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying... I love that there's more than one story in the shot. There's yeah, all, there's, there's something, something going on. It, mm. it feels like you're there. Yes. It, it mm. envelops you and it's not just... It's not all about the people on the... The people that the camera's on. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway... Uh, I guess that's why that Stranger's shot was so... Like, yeah, we're like, talking about it between episodes. Mm-hmm. Our YouTube viewers got to get that whole discussion. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Uh, visually, this movie's very boring. You know, there's, like you said, I mean, it's mainly you're looking at Tom Cruise awkwardly eat a frozen TV dinner and then do a funny dance number and then just, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, overreact to this prostitute, you know. Maybe she was and, really, really good. God, where can I get one of those papers? <laughs> you know, did you read some of the things he was, cra- you know, it was just like, Jesus Christ. It's Craigslist. Like, 
<laughs> Pre, you know, Craig's paper, the yeah. Craig time. I don't know, whatever. I'm trying to make a relative joke there, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, in an effort to make Tom Cruise look more teenage in his appearance in this film, uh, the producers actually uh, put him, made him work out really hard for seven, seven days a week in order to lose some weight. But then they made him kind of binge on sweets to kind of get a layer of baby fat. <laughs> so he looked younger. Wow. Which, the only thing that, I mean, he looked like Tom Cruise to me, but I mean, he had that, I don't know, uh, nerd hair. I don't know how to best to describe it. That's what made him look young to me. He was only like 20 when he was filmed. <laughs> but I mean, he's supposed to, you know, in high school, you're set, you know, seven, you'd be getting out. I got out right when I was 18 because I, I have an mm-hmm. early year birthday, you know, so I mean, he's still a little removed. But I mean, it wasn't like, uh, oh, what were we watching? Everybody was too old. Teen Wolf. You know, where these people are obviously Freeze. college students right. in high school. I mean, he, to me, he passed for a uh, high school kid. You know, wasn't like a stretch or anything. Now, Booger, his friend, looked like he was, you know, already dropped out of college and <laughs> had been around the block, so to speak. Uh, this was pretty cool. I would love, this movie would have been 10 times better if either one of these, not, again, I'm not dissing Tom Cruise, but it's because of these actors. Uh, two people who actually auditioned for the role of Joel were Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And also Nicolas Cage. How awesome would it be to have the Nicolas Cage version no. of dancing? Oh, it's great! <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that would have been amazing. This is pretty cool. The dance scene uh, was Tom Cruise improvised everything. There wasn't, it's pretty much just, you know, they let him do it. So he's pretty much responsible for that scene, which is a credit to him because, again, that's one of the most iconic scenes. Of any film. And uh, I didn't notice it, but Sean Penn has a small cameo of a man sitting in the passenger seat as Joel first takes the Porsche for a spin. Uh, it was a, done as a favor for the director for some reason. I don't know what a favor means in that regard. I'm going to get you this, Sean. I'm going to get you in this movie. That's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. The critics are going to love it. There's guys on a podcast in the future, not so much. Anyway, I don't even put a score on this because I don't even know what else. We'll get to that in a second. You want to do your sports? You want me to do real world? I'll do sports real quick. All right. Sports rewind. <laughs> Risky business. Uh, August 5th. Uh, August 5th. Okay. I didn't know if there's an exact date. No, it wasn't. But um, we'll keep it sports thing. We keep it in the ballpark. Oh. Talk right now because I can't find it. Talk. Talking. Talking. How about that risky business? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I was just under an odd reason that, or uh, not could, reason. You could have done Valley Girl. That has Nicolas Cage in it. That's a 1983 movie. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. I don't want to go to the Valley. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you seen Drive Angry? Uh, yes. That I've is like the, parts, that is the baddest ass movie I've ever seen. I always miss the seen. beginning. Uh, uh, that's the most ridiculous, over the top. Like <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's ter- It's a terrible movie. But I had a smile on my face the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's hmm. it's like it's like Ghost Rider without Ghost Rider. Yeah, you know it's so oh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so bad. It's really crazy, but so funny. There, let me tell you how awesome this movie is. He's banging this like bar chick. Like I mean, you know, and it's a movie sex scene. You see, he still has his clothes on, <laughs> just going to town on this chick. A bottle of Jack in one hand, a comically big cigar in the other. <laughs> You've seen Desperado, huh? Mm-hmm. Never mind. Well, there's a scene in Desperado similar to that where he's like, he, 
uh, I was going to say Selena. Uh, Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek singing to him with a guitar, and he's like quietly like about to shoot these dudes. It's a cool scene. Mm-hmm. This one, Nicolas Cage is banging this chick, shooting Jack, puffing on a gigantic cigar, and these dudes come in. He does not stop. He, a shootout then ensues. <laughs> he does not drop side. the bottle or stop fucking the chick the entire time as the shootout's going on. <laughs> they are rolling on the ground. This bitch <laughs> is screaming, crying, like, ah! He does not stop. It was amazing. <laughs> I never thought I'd see something like that ever in my life. Shot in Louisiana. It was badass. <laughs> but, I mean, you lose a little part of yourself when you see that scene. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's, but you willingly give it up. Yes. <laughs> to the cage. To the cage. Welcome to the cage. Isn't that a Saturday Night Live skit or something? <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the cage. cage. <laughs> God, fuck you, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Welcome to the cage. Every night. Not fuck Jimmy Fallon. You can put on after Jimmy Fallon. They can exist. On my show tonight. What what was what did you just say? Like you willing the little Oh. I said I you give know. up a piece of yourself to watch and he said oh, willingly, you, so. willingly so. I wonder yeah. if that's like a woman like sleeping with like a famous person. Like think of other women that slept with Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, like, oh yes, Wilt. I don't know. When you're when you're <laughs> one of ten thousand But then do you the start glow to go, is kind of do you start to go, oh man. <laughs> I just slept with him because of his of name. His name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's the thought. They might have nah. all just been <laughs> drunk or drugged by Wilt. That's true. <laughs> it just, who knows? Right. It was August 6th. It had nothing for August 5th. But uh, the Minnesota Vikings beat the St. Louis Cardinals. The thing about it, this is the NFL. Uh, 28 to 10. The thing about it, it was played in Europe. It was played in London, England. Was uh, that the first overseas game? Or? Yes, it was an exhibition game. Now hmm. uh, they play one, I, mm-hmm. one or maybe even two. I think it's just one, but they're thinking about putting a second. I want to say they did two. You think? Okay, okay. Give well, it up. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to ask y'all, because uh, it's very popular there in the United Kingdom. And there was Goodell was even talking about again. This would not happen, and if them they, getting a team, yeah. <laughs> they get to travel. No shit. They have to like play all their away games. Yeah, like at one time, basically, like in a row. Oh, no, go back. Well, two months. Yeah, what would exactly? And whoever went over there, you would think they would have to have a buy after that. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go to Europe, go to London, England, play a game, and then have to turn around and get ready. You know, go back to the. US they have to structure ready. the entire season. Yes, around that, that, that just couldn't happen. Yeah, but Goodell's, now, Goodell's probably you know, hey, I'm. Hey guys, think about it, London, trying to keep the interest up. I don't think they care about travel as much, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, no, the, huh? The players do. That's, but yeah, that's why the it won't happen. Offices don't. Because I yeah. think the players' association would say something about that. We're not going to do that. You're yeah. making us play. Now they're they're throw. Do you know the NFL Network um, and CBS bought the rights to uh, simulcast the Thursday? You know how sometimes we'll come, we'll do the podcast on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's it's going to be simulcast on the NFL Network and CBS. Hmm. That that purchase raised the salary cap of the NFL. That's how much TV deals are worth. Wow. So um, I don't huh. I don't know what you could get. You put it on the the what is it the BBC? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hello, yes. welcome to London Stadium. Today is science are going to be playing yeah, it would the hard balls here. It would never pass. <laughs> the up. fish and chips are going to be taking on the Cardinals. <laughs> fish and chips. The anyway, fannies. They could come with a better. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was the first one or not, but it was one where Lokes. It, that couldn't happen. I just because all the little details about it, I just I mean I don't feel that happening. 
travel speed has increased a yeah. lot in the last 20 years. But not jet lag. Probably, well, yeah. <laughs> and every time that they've had that game in London, the teams have buys the next week. I'm just thinking, mm. like, what if, let's say... Well, there's a reason the World Cup's only, like, what, every four years? Because yeah, <laughs> it's say every nation having to travel. San Fran yeah. goes to play, what, a random team. Saints in London. We played in London once. Yeah. Um, like, five, six years ago or something like that. Uh, then have to come back to Seattle. Like... They get that those miles. Yeah, that's around the world, practically. (laughs) Man, yeah. But anyway, that was sports rewind. We'll just touch on that real quick because I just had a thought occur to me. It'd be I think a similar situation is how we try to have a soccer team. Yeah, you know, LA Galaxy. I don't know if it's still the LA Galaxy or whatever. We 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 got David Beckham to come play for us, and that didn't do shit because he. Hurt his foot like the in practice or whatever. Although I do, I do look forward to the World Cup. I like the World. Is, I mean, it's ex- just this year. Yeah. Lot, you know, a lot of people don't like watching soccer. I mean, I don't know what I don't know the mechanics of it, but mm-hmm. you know, there's some talent. I mean, it's a yeah. there's a reason that everywhere but us <laughs> worship it. I, and I think it'll gradually more popular here. I yeah. think. Well, I mean, the mm-hmm. thing is, right well, across the river, I mean, there's a pard soccer league, you know? I mean, that's been there for years, you know? <laughs> I never played soccer, you know? Except when we got tired of playing kickball, I'm like, hey, let's. You play soccer like, for like soccer. 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, and like, I can't, I have to touch the ball. <laughs> this field's too big. <laughs> no shit. I always said they should shrink the soccer field to about a third of the size and then raise the walls up. So it just bounces. <laughs> oh, like so it's like walls, uh, like hockey? Yeah. Or like just uh, be like action what's that, soccer. Uh, High line? <laughs> R- racquetball? No, it's like, you know, they have like the long curve things. It's called like High Lie or oh, something like that. It's only like in South, maybe not only, but like it's in South America or something. They have the huge gauntlet looking thing. <laughs> it looks like a giant I've never seen fingernail that. or something. But like it's similar. The ball sits in it. You can catch it with it and you oh, like, stab people with it. <laughs> but uh, no, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in cool fact, uh, the only example I can give on Jackass, the TV show one time, like they took tomatoes and slung them at Steve-O while he was bent over and like it left whelps on him. We used to oh, have wow. some of those little things in... Uh, I think it was West Side at Junior High. Pickleball, they called it. Yeah, what had the handle? It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to that, but I think I want to say it's called High Lie. Uh-huh. I might be mistaken what it's called, but it looks, I mean, I have I've never sort of like that that my dad got a long time ago. It's called Trackball, but it, it's kind of that, mm-hmm. except it's a light ball, so it kind of floats. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. See? I got you. But cool. they sling those things like, I mean, like the ball's going fat, like ridiculously fast. It, and it's played like soccer. You're trying to throw it in a goal, like lacrosse. I'm not sure. Like, reading it here. Uh, it's a ball bounced off a walled space, so it, it, it's similar to racquetball. Yeah, Basically a different like racket. But those, like, I mean, it's those things just, the speed is ridiculous. Like, with the, uh, <laughs> because of it, you can catch it and, like, you roll it out of it. World record, 188 miles an hour. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I hate to play against that. Dude. Like, ah! <laughs> How do you see that? You, that's the thing. You just hold it in front of your face and your nuts and and pray. Jeez, that's and look how close they are. Like, fuck that. I'm never playing that. Oh, it was broken with 217 miles an hour. Good God, that was uh, in 2012. But it's spelled J A I space A L A I. So if you want to look it up, go ahead and do that. But anyway, thank you, Daniel, for your fortune. <laughs> <laughs> but in the real world, uh, the, nothing uh, too major. Nothing on the day. Uh, again, August 5th, 1983. On August 18th, 13 days afterwards, Hurricane Alicia hits Texas, killed 22, and caused over $3.8 billion in damage. 
And uh, that's it. Slow time in history. Hmm. And a slow time in movies, too, because I'd give this movie like a four. Wow. I'd give it a five. And again, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just yeah. I didn't like I mean, um, it's not bad, but it's not good. And any other, I will never watch it again. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you really like this movie, let us know what we're missing. What did we not get at 80svisit at gmail.com? And if you haven't seen this movie, rent it first. Don't go out and buy it. Go to awesomepods.com. Click on the Amazon link, and I'm pretty sure you can rent it. Because I know it's not on Netflix. Because that's not how we watched it. (laughs) So, uh, but this week's Back to the Future real quick. uh, I had the pleasure of seeing 47 Ronin that recently released. Uh, I've always loved the story of the 47 Ronin. Of course, I love Asian cinema to begin with. But, uh, of course, this the movie. With, of course, the, probably the recent movie with Keanu Reeves as an Asian. Uh, well, he's not. He's not an Asian in the story, but you know, whatever. But of course, based on an actual story, <laughs> a really great historical story in Japan of the forty-seven Ronin. In fact, my character in Final Fantasy XI and now in fourteen is named after the main character in the forty-seven Ronin. Mm. So that's pretty cool. But anyway, the movies. Uh, if you like movies like Hero, like uh, you know, the very color, very pretty to look at. Uh, Asian cinema that kind of flooded over here after um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, you'll probably really like it. It wasn't... Uh, the trailer really makes it look like, you know, really flashy and all that. Like maybe that you're kind of seeing most of the action and stuff from the trailer. But uh, it's a pretty solid action flick. It, it's it's worth watching once. Uh, it's got the awesome uh, Hiroyuki Sanada in it. Of course, he was uh, Canadian Sunshine and he was also in uh, Last Samurai. Really good Asian actor. It's also got the chick from... Uh, what's her name? I can find it on there. Not her. The uh, chick from Pacific Rim. It's some Asian name. Mm-hmm. Not being just... Oh, there she is. Right there. Rinko Kiyuchi. Something like that. Video. She's in it. She's great. Uh, well acted. Well shot. Very well shot. Very pretty. And it's a good little action flick. So, uh, and, and, you know, if you know the original story, this is a fantastical retelling. There are Final Fantasy-esque creatures <laughs> in this movie. Uh, and witches and, you know, dragons and shit. So, but it's cool. It's a good time. So mm. check it out if you haven't seen it. If you like Asian cinema, check it out. Watch this over the Old Boy remake. Speaking of remakes, that remake sucked ass. So which one? Old Boy. Mm. I didn't even know it was out. It's. Hmm. It's. It was just skip odd. Did it skip it, 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 it like was in theaters for like a day. Oh wow. <laughs> it was. It. If you've seen the original, you don't need to see. It's. They actually did keep the story the same, including the twist, which shocked me. Yeah. Being an Americanized version of that movie and having such a fucked up ending, but uh. I, lo- I love Josh Brolin, but he was just like the first part of this movie. He is terrible. Just like hmm. like he dialed it in. You know, one of those yeah uh, performances. <laughs> and then uh, there was one other thing I was gonna say. Oh, one of the biggest things about Old Boy, of course, is the hallway shot, the fight scene. Mm-hmm. One long shot as he's going down the hall, battling a whole bunch of people. Uh, they redid it in this one, and they did a great job with it. But this one, he goes across the hallway. And then the camera starts going down. He's on a multi-level open. Oh, it's like open Mario. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a, do- a reverse Donkey Kong. Right, right. So then he climbs down, goes back across, climbs down again, and goes another way. So it was, it was, it was still all one shot. They did a great job with that. Uh, but again, the original, yeah, it's like is better. The, yeah, the game Kung Fu. Yeah, going up the. <laughs> yeah, so check out Forty Seven Rolling. Skip uh, Old Boy. Uh, and of course, if you're gonna correct us, tell us anything. Email us at asiavisitgmail.com, on Facebook at Awesome Pods, Twitter at Awesome Pods, at AwesomePods.com, or, I mean, excuse me, AwesomePods.com, not at AwesomePods.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which also features Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, Jesse Sedgley, 
the podcast. <laughs> the Why Don't You Know This Proxy Report, my co-host and producer, are playing some bizarre version of Carnival Games, and I'm trying to finish this podcast. Which you can that, see on YouTube at awesome, youtube.com <laughs> no, slash awesomepods. Exactly. But next week, Almost. are we going to tease it, or we just want to tease all of them? Uh, mm. I don't know what to tease about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's your tease for next week. Oh, I know what it is from that. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> that'll be our next week again. We just go, we're going through the 80s year by year. This is 83 onward to 84 next week. It seems like I'm forgetting something. Uh, sorry this episode wasn't quite as entertaining. We just really didn't have much to say about this movie. So, but if you liked it, let us know. Oh, there's one thing I did want to say. After episode 89, when we do our last movie going year by year, we're going to do a four a month-long thing of requests. We already got two requests. There are two spots left. If there's a movie we haven't done yet that you want to see before we get to our 100th episode, Humdinger, let us know. Now is the time. Now is the time. We're letting you dictate it. In fact, one of the two movies I've never seen. Ooh, it should be It's the one that uh, the gentleman posted on the Facebook. I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, I've always seen the cover of that movie and thought, that looks kind of silly, even as a kid. (laughs) So I'm kind of excited to watch it. Here we go. But until next week, everybody, as we journey into 1984, I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel Angelo. Ricky's Business. <laughs> Cowabunga. I'll ask you. Find this show and more on Facebook.com slash awesome pods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods. 